Welcome back to Hit Subscribe, where we chat with key leaders in the e-commerce space to discuss the present and future state of commerce optimization. I'm your host, Kat, content marketing strategist at Recharge. Today's episode is actually a continuation of the last merchant segment where we spoke with Anna Simon from Primal Kitchen. In that episode, we spoke about strategies to maximize AOV and LTV. And today we'll explore the journey from startup to acquisition and what changed or didn't as a result. We talked a lot about the insights that you shared and also gained from Chargex, kind of bringing it back to Primal Kitchen and then that journey. This has all, I guess, helped you grow to what it is today. But going back to the beginning, can you tell me a bit about the journey of going from the startup and like being in the living room, tasting new recipes to acquisition and post-acquisition? Like, what did that process look like? Honestly, I think a lot of that explosive growth has come through or been fueled by our community. So to continuously nurture our community and build a loyal following, we prioritize like creating a lot of that high quality content that just resonates with our target audience, whether in the form of recipes or just further educating consumers on why they should transition to avocado oil or why they should limit the sugars or eliminate sugars in their diets or other industrial seed oils, for example. So that has all helped us grow and evolve as a brand. One thing we've learned is that the best way for brands to grow over the long term is to nurture those consumers while also being on the search for new buyers. Your existing customers are your biggest advocates and can help you spread the word about your brand to their friends and family. And that's why it's so important to invest in building a strong relationship with them, whether that's through those personalized marketing campaigns or exceptional customer service or exclusive offers and promotions. And then at the same time, it's important to expand your reach and be on the lookout for new buyers who may not be familiar with your brand just yet. And this can be done through a variety of tactics, such as your targeted advertising campaigns, your influencer partnerships, which was so crucial, especially at the beginning of the birth of our brand, or through strategic collaborations with other brands. And we've done this numerous times with so many other complementary brands to bring value to our consumers on what other like better for you brands are out there. So for us, with an initiative to reach new households, We've expanded our imagined universe of users, realizing there was a much broader competitive space we could target beyond consumers who align with specific diets and dipping into a new category of consumers who are wellness focused, who are turning to food to improve their overall life performance. And so ultimately, I would say the key to success is finding the right balance between nurturing your existing community, and also seeking out new opportunities for growth. It's a constant process of experimentation and adaptation, but by staying focused on your customers and their needs, you can build a brand that is authentic and resonates with your core consumer. Now, you actually brought something up, which I'm quite curious about, and has been a conversation that I've had with a few merchants, which is 
collaborating with other brands, but also with like influencers and influencer marketing. I've heard kind of both sides of specifically influencer marketing being quite successful, but then also not successful at all. What has that experience looked like for you guys? I would say influencer marketing is like the new way of word of mouth marketing. Mark Sisson, I would say, is and was an influencer at the very start when he started his blog, Mark's Daily Apple. And it provides you and your brand an opportunity to develop an even deeper relationship with your consumers. You're able to be authentic. You're able to be yourself. And consumers appreciate that and they recognize that, especially in a digital world where there are so many different brands that are trying to reach you in possibly sometimes inauthentic ways. Yeah, I think that's been the difficulty with some of the brands that I've talked to is they think that because the influencer that they reached out to has this great following and they're quite authentic that it would generate a lot of conversions. But I've heard that it it actually doesn't convert very much, but maybe it does generate quite a bit of traffic. I don't know. Like, did you experience a pretty good success rate with conversions with influencer marketing then, it sounds like? I think it depends on like the KPIs that you're looking for. So for us, our influencer strategy is a part of our brand awareness and consideration marketing tactics. The whole point of our influencer marketing is, yes, to expand the number of people that we're reaching out to, but then to also get a little bit more strategic so that we are leveraging our influencers to drive that traffic back to our site, whether that be a landing page or a specific offer for those particular influencers. I will say from like a conversion standpoint, attribution is so difficult to track. And so it can make it seem like, oh, maybe my influencer campaign isn't necessarily working just because your influencer campaign is not necessarily the last touch point for a consumer doesn't mean that it's not helping to push them along that journey to make that purchase. Right. Yeah, that's actually a really good point too. Like I think Yeah, especially with smaller brands that I've talked to, they do imagine that that influencer marketing is the last touch point before conversion. Well, I think what you're talking about makes a lot more sense because generally speaking with influencers and that field of people, I guess, their power is just in influencing and kind of starting that conversation, not necessarily the conversion. So I think it's really important to understand the goals that you have behind those kinds of campaigns. So that's really cool. Exactly. Yeah, this is actually very, very timely because I have another conversation that I'm having on the side about influencer marketing with another brand that I spoke to at ChargeX because they were they were thinking that it's really hard to get their products in front of people and they didn't have good experience with influencer marketing. And I was like, oh, that's really interesting. So yeah, so this is the journey from startup to where you are now. What about For merchants who have never gone through the process of acquisition or don't even know anything about that, from the marketing side, did that kind of shift your strategy at all when you were in the process of acquisition? Like, was your marketing strategy still the same or did it have to change a bit? No, it was pretty much the same. We had a very small budget that we were working with before we got acquired. And so a lot of our strategy, at least from like a paid media side and influencer marketing side, was 
us doubling down on things that were going to convert. We were very purchase driven, not to say that we still aren't, we still are, but every single tactic was in place to drive that purchase. And that was always very top of mind for us. And then I guess after the acquisition, you had a bit more resources for marketing. Did your strategy change after the acquisition at all, or did it also continue the same way? So it's been such a big blessing that we've been able to still operate autonomously with the resources from our parent company. As far as the marketing strategy goes, with a bigger budget, we've been able to invest a lot more into some of our upper funnel campaigns and some of those more traffic-driven campaigns, which has allowed us to expand reach into new consumer bases versus us being very niche-focused on like specific diet types or people who follow certain dietary lifestyles. And that's what you were referring to earlier with people who are invested in their wellness journey and, and like optimizing their performance in life. Is that what you're referring to now? Exactly. Gotcha. Yeah, that's really awesome. Is there any advice that you would give to a smaller merchant that kind of wants to follow on the same path as you guys? I would say be authentic and experiment. You do not know what's going to work without testing it out first. Take the guesswork out of everything that you do, whether it be an advertising campaign, whether it's the implementation of a new feature on your website, or if it's working with a particular brand or two. Experiment, experiment, experiment. Yes, that was also a topic of conversation at Tarjax. I think one of our keynote speakers was talking about data and experimenting and how like the best data is your own data. <laughs> like, or, like, exactly. Best goals are from your own data. Yeah. Cool. So what's on the roadmap? What's happening right now that's really exciting for Primal Kitchen? It sounds like you have some sort of campaign going on. We do. We have our TikTok Sidewalk Mayo Chats, which is a new series that we're launching on our TikTok channel. We've had our team go out on the busy streets of LA and they'll be traveling across the US to other big cities to ask and figure out why or whether Gen Z hates mayo. We just launched a new product called Whip Dressing and Spread, which is almost like, I wouldn't say an alternative to mayo. Um, it still falls within this mayo category, but is a great option for people who don't necessarily like mayo but want something similar to it. But it doesn't have any eggs. So that's like the biggest difference between our mayo and our whip. But these sidewalk chats are so fun and engaging. And again, just thinking about how to continuously nurture your community, engaging content like that, that just, again, extends beyond just product information is a fun way for consumers to interact with the brand. I'm going to follow you guys on TikTok and then find these the series because I'm actually super curious. It, it's a kind of crazy how polarizing like sauce choices and condiment options can be. <laughs> it is, but that's why we've got a quiz on our website if you ever want to go take it. Uh, we have a couple different quizzes actually. So we have a which dressing are you quiz <laughs> and we also have a couple of other quizzes around just the best type of buffalo sauce for you or 
whether you would prefer a spicy, sweet, or unsweetened version of our products. And so there are some fun, engaging ways for you to also figure out which products might resonate with you, depending on like the types of recipes that you might want to create, as well as your own taste preferences. That's like those BuzzFeed quizzes I used to take in university. And you just like pick a couple of questions and it's like, what animal are you? (laughs) That's Um, exactly what it's like. And I love them too. (laughs) Cool. Okay, well, this has been really great. I think the last question I have for you is actually brought on by a quick chat I had at ChargeX again. Lots of cool conversations that came from that. But I had a conversation with somebody who I interviewed and they, they were saying that they're trying to say yes to more things right now. Like that's their... That's their resolution for 2023. What about you? What are you currently working on? Personally, I am always trying to stay up to date with the ever-changing, ever-evolving digital marketing landscape. There's just so much technology and so many trends that I feel like most brands and marketing professionals need to remain competitive So one way for me to overcome that challenge is investing in ongoing education and training for myself and my team. So attending more conferences now that we've come out of this post-COVID world, taking some more online courses, and then partnering with different agencies that specialize in those emerging technologies. There are so many cool tools out there. So I'm so excited to continue to grow our tech stack. Cool. That's super exciting. I'm all for continuing education. So that sounds really great. Thank you again so much for joining us for this episode. And I'm looking forward to hearing it live. Thanks so much. appreciate the time. We want to thank Anna once again for joining us for this two-episode segment. You can find Primal Kitchen products at primalkitchen.com. If you liked what you heard, make sure to hit subscribe on whatever platform you're listening from and check us out at rechargepayments.com slash hit subscribe for our latest episodes.